0: It's the Buzz and Stevo show coming at you now.
1: Shut up and sit down. <laughs>
0: Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Buzz and Steve O. I am Steve O. Buzz, what do you got for me today?
1: Well, it's just a good day to sit down and talk some commanders football. I feel like we can discuss several things. You know, we got free agents coming up. We got the draft not too far in the distant future, Um, and a little bit of news about some state the stadium uh, situation.
0: What do you think is a realistic probability? Because the more I sit around and think about the possibilities for us moving forward, the less Russell Wilson is in the conversation. And that's disheartening. I could be wrong, but it seemed like a lot of hype to me. And I really wanted to get into the Ashburn syndrome frame of mind with him. However, I think that all things considered, unless Seattle could get another relative quarterback really quickly to sign with them, they are not going to let him go anywhere. They're not going to trade him away because that would be dumb for them to do.
1: Well, evidently, there's a little bit of a toxic situation going on there. That's the only reason this conversation is even being had about Russell Wilson because he's still under contract naturally. But I think there's still a shot. I think that uh I think we would go all out for him. I don't you know think we'd give up the whole farm, but we'd give up a lot of it. We'd some first round picks anyway, maybe a player. Depending on who it was, but uh, I'm I'm still optimistic. There's a possibility for Wilson, but it's slim. I, I and I don't want. I'll be honest with you, and this will sound absurd. I don't want Rogers. I don't want Watson. Too much drama. Too much baggage. Too hey, much.
0: that's that's right in line with our organization. I know right? we're trying to get out let's, of that. Let's bring the drama <laughs> on. Let, let's uh let's get some headlines going in here about how um. How we can make some more terrible decisions. I mean, we couldn't even get the crest on the uh, Washington Commanders seal correct with the dates and everything. So, if we can go and acquire ourselves a very toxic quarterback, then, hey, we're going to be in the headlines forever. Maybe not for football reasons, but, you know, maybe Dan is the type of guy that says, hey, any publicity is good publicity. As long as my name is being said, uh, I am a famous person.
1: Well, also, as long as you're getting the Ws, then everything's fine. Who cares about the toxic toxic waste? Who cares about the drama? If you're winning games, everybody's happy.
0: Yeah, I was being facetious there. <laughs> um, so the only way I see Seattle uh, going – away from russ wilson would be if for some reason there was like a three-way trade and they acquire someone like rogers or watson to step in fill that void instantly not have to rebuild other than that i say they unless somebody gives up their entire organization they're not getting rid of russ wilson that's my take, personally, and the more I learn about them, even though they have a lot of animosity between quarterback and, and head coach, at the end of the day, it's a business, and it's not a smart business move to let Russ Wilson go without having that whole field already.
1: Yeah, and I totally understand what you say, saying, and, and, and probably the, there is the best chance of what's going to happen is probably him staying in Seattle. You know, like you say, there's always that possibility he could be traded or whatever, but you're probably right. Who would they get that's any better um, right away? Like so. I say,
0: it would have to be like a three-way trade where they acquire they acquire a, a Watson or someone like that. And with Brady retiring and Watson putting out a list of teams he would like to go to and on that list being Tampa Bay, I see that as a very good possibility Of where he might end up. I think the two he put out were the Vikings and Tampa Bay. That's correct. And if you look deeper into that, I mean, if I'm Watson, I'm going to Tampa Bay if if they'd have me. So, all that being said, you don't know what the new head coach of the Vikings is going to have up his sleeve. They still owe Kirk Cousins a lot of money up there. They have a lot of talent around the ball. Uh, but I would say the Bucks have just as much talent around the ball as well as a lot of other pieces in place that have not just been replaced like head coach. And I don't know, what did the Vikings do with all that money they still owe Kirk Cousins?
1: Well, I believe he's got one year left on his contract. So I don't think the hit could be, you know, they could negotiate and maybe the hit wouldn't be so terrible because... If Kirk Cousins is available, you look at these other teams that would be willing to pick him up. Are they going
0: to pick him up for $40 million, though?
1: It's very possible. You look at a team, Carolina, Pittsburgh, they're in need of quarterbacks. They they would love to have somebody – who statistically is a winner, maybe not, and, and wins games. He just doesn't – he hasn't proven he can win the big games.
0: Do you know what uh, Carolina's paying Sam Darnold? Was that a one-year deal or uh,
1: – I don't believe it was, but I don't think he'll be in Carolina this year. He, they'll find a way to get rid of him.
0: Yeah, all that's around all that's a, a cap space, though. I mean, if you're already paying Donald 20-plus million a year and he's on the books for next season, and then you bring in someone like Kirk, who maybe he restructures his deal, but he he we saw it in, in Washington. He's not going to take a ton less money. He's going to want to be somewhere around that $40 million, what he's already promised. If he wasn't, why not just sit on the bench in, in Minnesota mm-hmm. uh, and get paid like Watson did last year? And not only that, but then you bring Watson in. I'm not sure how many years he still has left on his current deal, but he's going to be up there around that forty million dollar mark in the next year or so. Also, um, so and
1: he's going to want a he's going to want a long contract wherever he goes. I believe.
0: Yeah, he should. He should. Because um, again, at the end of the day, it's a business. You look at all the the trades and stuff going on. What about free agency? Because you got. I'm not sure who all is a free agent. I know Wentz is. Jimmy G could be on the trading block. Mitch Trubisky. I think they would probably make a run for Carson Wentz if, mm. if they haven't got anything else up their sleeve.
1: Well, I mean, if they could get Carson Wentz for a third round pick, they'd probably and they haven't an, and they don't feel like they can get that upper echelon. I could see them going there. I look at it like this: there's, there's so many teams that need a quarterback right now. We're talking about. You know, Pittsburgh, we're talking about Carolina, we're talking about the Washington Commanders, and I could go on and on. So there's only so many quarterbacks out there that you would actually want to sign or trade for if you're, I won't say Super Bowl contender, but a possible deep run playoff contender. Okay, Pittsburgh, say they got Watson, say they got Aaron Rodgers or somebody, they They'd be favored to win the Super Bowl or at least get close. And basically, I, I think Tampa Bay would be the same way. Minnesota, possibly, with the right quarterback. Washington, hey, a couple pieces in the right quarterback, we'd be talked about making a deep playoff run. So it's it's going to be interesting to see who gets who because there's only so many available. So
0: Yeah, the uh, the real estate... For quarterbacks right now is ridiculous i mean you got denver probably san francisco maybe minnesota washington pittsburgh tampa denver i mean there's a lot of teams out there that need that need that shot caller
1: they're the only then and they're teams that that's pretty much what they lack to be a really good team is that quality quarterback because they you know you look at denver Quarterback away from being, you know, hey, who knows what? As well as several others. So,
0: well, Denver's like the new Texans. It seems like they've traded traded away a lot of their studs over the last year or two. But maybe they, yeah, they've know not had I much don't...
1: luck at the quarterback position. They've been through a slew of them, just like we have. Yeah, I could see something possibly happening like this. Okay, so we don't get Wilson. We don't Rogers, Watson. They're out. Jimmy G, you know, he could sign. Heck, he he could possibly go to Tampa. With that defense, you know, who knows? Tampa might say, hey, this guy, he's a pocket passer like Brady was. He doesn't have the deep ball Brady had, but, you know, who knows? Maybe they could plug and play him. But it, say these things happen, well, and Wentz is available, I could see them bringing in Wentz and then drafting a, a quarterback number one, I got a couple opinions on that. And giving all three of them a shot at the starting position, that being Heineke, whoever they get, maybe say uh, yeah, I don't really Wentz s- I don't see, and a
0: rookie. I don't see San Francisco giving up Jimmy G to a powerhouse NFC team like the Bucks. I think, you know, they would probably give it up to someone like Washington who they're not afraid of and possibly – give it up to, you know, any AFC team. But Tampa Bay, like you said, he's more of a plug-and-play there. And him and Tom Brady came up in the same organization. So they probably are a lot more plug-and-play than you would think. And for San Francisco, it it would have to be a real one-sided deal, I think, for them to give it up to another NFC contender.
1: Yeah, I think it all comes down to – what they can get, yeah, and if they can get what they feel like they lack to move to the next level, so we'll be finding this out in the next couple two or three episodes. What's going on uh of course, we will have to wait till April for the draft. well, let's move on
0: to the draft, okay, Ob- obviously, you know Malik Wilson's probably at the top of everybody's charts as far as the ceiling goes because think- he's a very mobile. Guy with a big arm, who's seems to his number one deterrent seems to be accuracy.
1: Yeah, but you know that's something that with practice, I think you could get a lot better at. And that's something we need. We need a, a we need a quarterback that can throw an accurate deep ball. I mean, we got Terry McLaurin. If you if if you see him out and he's one on one, whoever your quarterback is. Needs to be audible and or not audible. Yeah, audible and and adjusting the defense to put Terry in a deep route because Terry can beat just about anybody on the on, on a one on one, and you know so quarterback with a strong arm that can get it down the field, uh, accuracy's big and uh, read defenses. You don't have to be the most mobile guy, but. Being able to be move around a little bit is always a great thing.
0: Well, the more I watch some of these quote-unquote elite quarterbacks, the more I see that it takes a certain amount of balls to be able to fit passes into a tight window. You go back and look at the Super Bowl and some of the crossing routes that Matt Stafford hit cup on, the no-look pass. I mean, look, if you can't say we talked a little bit last time about is Matt Stafford a Hall of Famer, one thing we can agree on, I believe, is he's got some cojones on him. <laughs> you know, he will he, he will take some chances and he is confident enough in himself and his arm that he would make a lot of throws and a lot of completions that someone like Heineke just can't do because, A, he doesn't have the arm strength, and, two, he probably is not as confident in himself enough to try – those super tight windows where that ball has to be exactly in a certain spot.
1: That's why he gets sacked a lot. He's he's the he the guy's close in coverage and he's scared to throw the ball, so he stands back there and looks off another receiver and gets sacked. Um, but you know what it takes is having faith in your receiver too. Uh, Matt Stafford he knows Cooper Cup or whoever he's throwing it to is going to give it a hundred percent to get the ball or at least play defense if he, if they can. So, I mean, you know, confidence in your receiver means a lot, too.
0: It does. Uh, you got Pickett out there. You got Strong. You got Sam Howe from Carolina. You got Malik Willis. Um, you got a few names out there that have some potential. The question on all of them is, A, what is their ceiling? And, B, are they, you know, it's a roll of the dice. Are they going to be able to make an NFL?
1: Well, here's the the gist I get from studying, you know, not just one person's commentary, but looking at a whole slew of them and putting it all together. The general consensus is that the best option is Malik Willis. He's the most mobile, or he is mobile. He's He's uh, got a great arm. He's smart, and he will develop into a, uh, what they consider a great quarterback. The – other consensus is Kenny Pickett. He's pretty much they say ready to start in the NFL right away. He can read defenses, he's got a strong arm, his arms improved tremendously. Um accuracy I guess is okay, but he's smart enough, big enough that he maybe could put be start for a team without having to go wait sit on a bench a year. Whether they'd be successful, who knows. Because the NFL is a whole different animal than college, as we all know. But one thing
0: I've heard about Pickett is he's got small hands. That that was and what it, I was going to say. It really shows evidently in wet conditions.
1: Well, what they say, and I did not know this, he's got double jointed fingers of something, and he joint he pops that joint to grip the ball. So <laughs> I don't know if it's true because, you know, you read a lot of fake crap on, on when you're reading on these sites. But I understand, and this was from somebody on NFL Network that said that he actually has some kind of double joint where he can grip the ball.
0: Right. What was it where him and Malik played? Was it Senior Bowl where they played in the same game?
1: I believe it was.
0: Yeah, and they said it was it was raining that game. I didn't watch it. Okay, I listened to a little commentary on it. And basically, it was wet conditions, and you could really see the difference. Uh, Pickett's hand size apparently never made a difference until a wet game. And you could really see where the wet ball and his small little baby hands were affected a lot more than when you saw Malik Willis' Mm -hmm come into the game, and it didn't seem to affect him a bit.
1: Yeah, well, the NFL football is a little bigger than the college ball too, so that's going to affect them even more. Because, you know, they were using in that game, if I'm not mistaken, they were using NFL balls. So there, in lies – there tells you something. So I think this is what would happen. I think if Washington has the – at number 11, if they don't trade down or do something else, if Malik Willis is available – I think that's who they go with. I think they're sold on him. Um, if it came down to their choice of Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis, I think they'd go with Willis. They he goes off say Pittsburgh trades up to the number six pick or something and gets them. You know, I think they would be okay getting Pickett. And then you got Matt Corral, who I, I don't know they wouldn't take him because he's got a lot of upside too. He's got a lot of learning to do. He might not be ready to jump right in the NFL and start, but he could possibly be a bright future for you. So, you know, there's some uh, some options out there, and there's several others who showed well uh, in the latter part of the season in college and could be somebody to discuss. But those are the top-tier ones, I believe.
0: Yeah, as um, I think in the uh – combine i think it's really gonna be the malik wilson show combine's coming up real soon too because all the scouts i've heard and everybody that really follows college football puts malik willis's arm strength and mobility in a totally different category than Pickett, strong corral even sam howe sam howe is a very mobile guy he may have even been their leading rusher for carolina this year if not, he was probably close.
1: Yeah, he's probably close. If not,
0: the big question within all of these guys is what's the ceiling? And from what I understand, Malik Willis's arm is so much stronger than everyone else's. It's a Michael Vick or Mahomes type arm, mm-hmm. where they can he his arm talent is just naturally amazing. And the biggest question with him is accuracy. Now, hopefully the accuracy can can be adjusted, but I think if you're not going to make a move in free agency and you're not – you you if you're the commanders, you have to try to trade up to get Willis. Just because the ceiling is so much higher for him than the rest of the class, not because he's necessarily going to make you a Super Bowl contender straight out of the gate, but because – he is something that perhaps you could mold into a realm of being elite. You look back at all the great quarterbacks that we know of, who are the ones that did not have a great arm, a super great arm, you know? Yeah. Especially even if you – I mean, you take the Peyton Mannings out and you take uh, a couple of these other guys out, Tom Brady even, who, you know, still has some zip on his pass. But he's not known as being one of the great strong arms in the NFL. You know, the strong arm guys are are Matt Stafford, Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of those guys who have made a name for themselves here recently is because of the way the NFL is changing. The NFL is going to a zip it in there. Mm -hmm. It's a pass happy league. Throw a long ball you know, and hand it off every third play. Just
1: to keep them honest. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm okay with that. I think Willis would be good, and that's what they need to do. They need to just go ahead and get a quarterback, draft one for the future, and then hopefully we could get somebody that is an upgrade to what we have. Now, I'm not knocking to Heineke. I think I think Heineke will actually even be better this year than he was last year. It'll be his third year, but it'll only be his second year starting. You know, he started one game – I take that back. He started one game two years ago, and that was a playoff game. Uh, he started all but one game last year, the one that Fitz magic supposedly got hurt in on the first game. So – He's got a lot of – he learned a lot this year. He His upside is his mobility and all, but his downside is his arm. And he. I don't know about him in reading defenses and decision-making. So I'm going to go with I think we need to upgrade there. Who that could possibly be. I mean, anybody that would be an upgrade, I say go for it. Draft a guy. Get him ready, and when he's outshining the rest of them in practice, give him his shot. Um, Well, let's
0: look at the draft order this year and see who is ahead of Washington and which one of those teams we think might actually be in the market for a quarterback. So, first off, Jacksonville. They just drafted one. I don't think they're taking a quarterback in the first round, right? They got Trevor Lawrence. Detroit. Detroit, possibly. They've got the second pick. Uh, you know, I don't
1: know. Hey, they might take a quarterback, they but I think, I think they'll do something different. I, I think they so. Need too. Some other, Could, they need other things. I'm not sure what they. I think they're going to give Golf his opportunity for a year or two. A yeah, I, I don't know
0: what's left on that contract either. Uh, then you have Houston, obviously going to be in the market. Then you got the Jets. Uh, they just drafted a quarterback.
1: Who had a terrible year, but I think they're gonna stick with him. So Yeah.
0: Uh then you got the Giants, then you got Carolina, Atlanta, Denver. So there are some quarterback seeking teams in front of okay. us. Okay.
1: Well I don't see the Giants picking a quarterback because latest word is they feel like they're that their guy they have their guy, but they need to upgrade around him. They say, you know,
0: I would halfway agree with that. Daniel so. Jones is uh, he he kind of looks like an idiot but he's not a
1: terrible quarterback. <laughs> well, you know, he's think about the turnovers. He he's led the league in turnovers, fumbles, interceptions, but He's getting killed back there. Well, he's getting so, killed, and his receivers drop half the balls yeah. he actually does throw. So, I mean, there's. there's so, his the numbers are skewed by the people yeah. around him a little, little bit. Put a little talent around him. He'd probably be okay. And I think yeah. that's what their goal is. And he's a big mobile guy. So, yeah, he he runs. The, he he's huge. tears us up when he runs the ball. So. Yeah, yeah, he's a big guy. Anyway, so, okay, then when you, you know, you, of course, Denver, they're going to be looking to quarterback. Carolina. Carolina, I think, you know, they got Darnold, but I hear they're going to try to trade him and And it could be that they'd trade him for a pick. How does this sound? Malik Willis
0: to Houston with the third pick?
1: mm, hey, it's a possibility. It's they a need possibility. a quarterback, yeah and and
0: like I, I wonder say, what it
1: would cost for Washington to trade up to the number three spot um well, not it would it would probably cost all their draft picks this year. Gosh. Well, not all of all of them, but I'm gonna say probably their first and second this year, and probably a first next year, maybe a second next year. I'm not saying first and second next year, one of the two. Uh, I I think whoever has that number one or two spot, they're not gonna. There's some there's some talent out there in skill positions like, well, I mean like linebacker. Good field, uh, offensive line, defensive line. There's some guys out there that. Yeah, I hear the defensive line and the wideouts are kind of the strong suit for this draft class. You know, they're talking about the dude from Georgia could possibly go number one, but I think poor guy's gonna be playing in Jacksonville. Well, I don't think that's what'll happen because I feel like that, I think that whoever the best offensive lineman is, and right now is going to be number one <laughs> because Jacksonville needs some help. On their offense, they need a lot of
0: help. I I couldn't even tell you. They went three or fourteen, but I couldn't even tell you much about them other than Trevor Lawrence because
1: well, they had a problem with Trevor Lawrence. Highly irrelevant, but he was he didn't have no time to throw the ball. But he, I hear he was very inaccurate. But when you're under pressure, ninety percent of the time, it's hard to be accurate. Yeah, you know you got Wentz being talked about. We got Marietta. I think uh he's being Marcus talked Marietta. about because you know, Tennessee, um not Tennessee, I'm sorry, but uh uh Vegas. They've they're gonna sign Carr. Carr staying where he's at, if they haven't already done it. Um I think they've agreed in terms to well, whatever they can't. A free agent? Uh I think they're just signing him to an extension so okay. so he doesn't. I'm not sure if he was still under contract or not. Uh, I'm not sure. But from what I understand, they've agreed in terms anyway, possibly, they can't, and they haven't signed him yet, but he probably will. That means Marriott is going to be – they're going to try to get something for him. You know, and he is he an upgrade from Heineke? Mm, probably. Uh, he's mobile. He's, when he's played, he played well. He filled in for Carr when he was injured last year. My, uh, and played pretty decent. You know, I think, Ron, though, if he brings Marcus
0: Mariota in Ow. here, he's going to get so much flack. This is your answer. All right, you asked on the radio show last year for more time. Can I have another year to get the? And you bring Marcus Mariota in as your answer. Um, he's got to make a splash here, man. I don't know I agree, what he but,
1: has to do. I agree, but what does he do? I mean, Wentz isn't any an upgrade from Marietta, I don't think. And Garoppolo, I mean, they're. I mean, these guys just aren't. Wentz is a guy yeah.
0: who can go out there and beat any team at any time, and then he's also a guy that can go out can there lose you the game. and say, make you say, who, what, what, what. How, What? How do you – I don't – he's Heineke. With a better arm, he's Heineke. uh, Because he's going to have ups, downs, and all arounds. And when he's good, he's good. And when he's not, he's not. My biggest problem with him is he has just not put a season together. The Eagles win the Super Bowl. Carson Wentz starts three quarters of the games. Was he there to win the Super Bowl and through the playoffs? You know?
1: He's uh, and he, plus they
0: had a really good team that year.
1: He started last season with two broke or two sprained ankles. Yeah, he and played he, through it, but he didn't play. You sure, know. and if he comes so. to and plays at FedEx Field, he's probably gonna break his
0: leg around the thirtieth yard <laughs> line. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, and just let me throw this out real quick as a prop, giving props to Taylor Heineke. I can't remember the last time a quarterback won the starting position on this team. And did not lose that position through the entire season. He came out for a handful of plays here and there when Kyle Allen came in for getting dinged up or he, he poor got play. In, he
1: got injured. It wasn't but poor play. He got injured.
0: He, after he got the start in the second game, he started every other game. So I'll give him props for his uh, durability, okay, and his – Matt Stafford-like, not wanting to come out of the game due to getting dinged up. Okay? Uh, That being said, props to Heineke. Um, But I'm not buying a Heineke jersey. That's all I'm saying.
1: No, me either. And, look, let me tell you, I'll say this about Heineke. I I love his spirit. I love his competitiveness. Uh, He's going to give it all. And, look, we're going to be – I mean, unless – we unless we have our typical Washington luck where during the preseason and all some all our key players end up banged up i mean look at what we were supposed to be last year i mean Curtis Samuel was supposed to be the 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 guy that's going to take care of the the middle and and trick plays and sweeps and stuff that's really going to open up the offense he never plays um we lost, you know, during the season. I think I think, how much better Heineke would have been if J.D. McKenzie was still in there, if he wasn't hurt, because he could always rely on him. If he's under pressure, he had that outlet, and it was a quick one. Uh, you know, that would have eliminated a lot of sacks. So these key players being hurt, they affect us. So I will give Heineke props, too. I think he'll be a lot better this year. So – Hey, who's to say with Ron Rivera that we don't draft a quarterback, Heineke ends up starting seven games, five games, and then we bring in the new guy. It could happen.
0: It could happen. Um, Real quick, I'll throw this out. This is from tankathon.com in their round one mock draft. I'll go to top 12. They've got Jacksonville taking an offensive tackle from Alabama, Evan Evan Neal. they got Detroit taking an edge rusher from Michigan. Adian Hutchinson. He's, a good, he's a good
1: one. He's a, he's a stud now.
0: They got Houston taking an edge rusher from Oregon. Kayvon. Thido- I don't know how to say his I'm last name. I'm not
1: too familiar with him.
0: Uh, number four, they have the Jets taking a cornerback from LSU, Derek Stingley Jr.
1: He's a good one.
0: Number five, they have the Giants taking a tackle, interior offensive lineman from State, Akeem. Equano.
1: He's a good one.
0: Six, Kenny Pickett going to Carolina. Seven, the Giants taking Kyle Hamilton, Hamilton safety from Notre Dame. Eight, they have the Falcons taking edge rusher from Purdue, George Karlofitis. Nine, the Broncos take an offensive tackle from Mississippi State, Charles Cross. The Jets at 10 taking an interior offensive lineman from Iowa, Tyler Linderbaum and 11 your Washington Commanders taking Matt Corral QB old miss 61205
1: Yeah, you know well you were going to go 12 so go ahead with the la- number 12
0: Uh the Vikings taking Ahmad Garner uh cornerback from Cincinnati.
1: I don't agree with that. I don't see that happening. I agree with the Several of them. They
0: don't have Malik Willis Willis going until 20th to the Steelers.
1: I I don't see that. I really don't. Um, But it could happen. But, you know, Denver not picking a quarterback, uh, I guess unless they – now if they get Rodgers or they get somebody, Watson or somebody, yeah, I could see them not picking a quarterback. But if they don't have a quarterback locked up uh, by the draft – that they pretty much know they can get, I think they're going to pick a quarterback. Is Kyler Murray going to force his way out of Arizona? No, I don't think Kyler Murray's going nowhere. I think what happened is, well, from what I've heard and read, he just needs to mature a little bit. He's 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 a powder. You know, if if somebody drops a pass, he's got his head down, walking off the field, rather than trying to pick him up. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. And, and I think at the end – during that, you know, they got stonked that last game. And I think he probably exploded somewhere, and so he unfollowed him and all that. But I, I see them getting that worked out. I don't think that's going to be an Aaron Rodgers situation. He's going to be back ready to go next year. What do
0: you know about or what do you think about the location of a new stadium coming in the next few years?
1: Well, a little bit of news out on that. I know Maryland is now – trying hard to get to keep it in maryland they've uh sent some proposals in uh to get some i don't know how they're going to get it but it's over a billion dollars that they're trying to get to actually i don't and i'm not sure if they're t- just talking about redoing fedex field or building another stadium right there where fedex field is or nearby of course Snyder owns a lot of acres of land around there and they're trying to find a way to keep it there but I don't know I, well they'd have to tear FedEx down I would think because you're not going to build a stadium right beside another stadium but I don't know I don't I don't think they I think they're ready to get out of Maryland I think Virginia has a real good shot they're uh trying to get some bonds approved from what I understand uh uh, over a billion dollars to build a new stadium. There's a couple counties into running. So, location has not been determined yet, but it would be in Virginia if all this goes through. And of course, Washington proves it. And then D.C., they got their hat in the ring. They're, they want the Redskins. I'm sorry, <laughs> the Commanders. They're still the, hey, they'll always be the Redskins to me. But the Commanders, uh, they want them in D.C. They'd love to have them in DC. And I actually I would love to have them in DC.
0: I'd like to have them in <clears> Greenville, <throat> North Carolina. Hey, that'd be better. If they were to come to Greenville, North Carolina,
1: I'd buy I season think, tickets. I think
0: I would become a season ticket holder.
1: No doubt. I mean, you've been to FedEx Field. Uh driving up in there. Oh, it's terrible. It's, it's just, you know, it's just such a nightmare. It's terrible. We uh, had to park. I mean, uh, the last
0: 3 games I've been to, we had to park Gosh, it seems like a mile away. Pay a boatload of money to yep. park, and then walk, and that's fine. But you know, taking my taking my young kids and all, that's a bit,
1: eh? Hey, you know, I miss the old school football. I miss the day at RFK Stadium with the fans jumping up and down, and the whole stadium and the bleachers shaking. Uh, the noise could be heard. You don't want to shake FedEx too much. Yeah, I understand. You break some pipes and have some <laughs> this, rails fall down. This place, nobody wanted to come. Hey, nobody wanted to come play at that stadium. They knew it was going to be a hard place to win. And you know, look at home field advantages. I'm getting off the subject a little bit, but just look at it. Home field advantage for, uh, we'll say the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, they've got the liveliest, loudest crowd. Seattle before. COVID had the loudest fans. They call them the 12th man, of course. Uh, They had uh, the loudest fans, loudest stadium in the NFL. Anyway, you need that home field advantage, and it needs to mean something. We don't have that. We haven't had that for a while. So whatever decision is made on the stadium, it needs to be one that is going to get the fans in the stadium Cheering, hollering, screaming, and, of course, winning will do that also. They do need
0: to uh, address the logistics of whatever new site that they choose. Uh, Getting to Landover, Maryland, FedEx Field, I mean, you basically got to drive through five miles of neighborhoods to get there. It's a nightmare. Put that thing on a highway somewhere, put it on a main thoroughfare, wherever it might be. Make getting there less dramatic. Where you can
1: exit and you're there.
0: I've heard, uh, you know, RFK before my time of of going to football games, but I've heard about the glory days of RFK. And I've been to FedEx several times, and, hey, I had a good time. But it could be better. It's not the equivalent of probably going to – one of these other big market teams like Dallas or L.A. or Vegas, some of these places that just rock. Even Lambeau, not a huge – it's probably, what, the smallest stadium in football, Yeah. if I had to guess.
1: It's one of them anyway.
0: But, you know, you're not going to have other teams coming in there rough and rowdy. And out cheering your own fans at a home game?
1: Not gonna happen.
0: And uh, yeah, I think there's a lot they could do to adjust the market and the fan base, getting back in the seats at the stadium. But all that aside, at the end of the day, if you're winning, you're grinning, and That's people will line. come. If you win, if you build it, they will come,
1: <laughs> and they will be happy if you win a 12 5 season a 13 4 season hey it would it would make me happy yeah hey but uh, you know what i think back to uh the last super bowl the redskins won and that year they were 14 and 2 and I, mean, I was
0: 7 years old
1: it was just it was a good team it's just no doubt about it i mean they could throw the ball they could run the ball they could do whatever they wanted they were awesome defense I mean, you you know, they had that – you came and played uh, there, you know, you weren't winning. And really, that team should have gone undefeated. I think they lost – the two games they lost, it was either by uh, two or three points. And, you know, it was one of those last-second deals. They came real close to going undefeated. But they won that Super Bowl. They were the best team uh, that year. And we need that again. I mean, back then, people were proud. They enjoyed going to the games. They enjoyed, I mean, even if just watching it on TV, there were get-togethers and stuff, and we need that again. Fans, if you want to be in a successful football franchise, your fans need to be behind you, and that takes winning.
0: And there you have it. You have to win.
1: Bottom line. Nobody likes a loser. Nope.
0: they like an underdog. If you're a loser,
1: you suck.
0: Yes. (laughs)
1: Correct. We'll probably take that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so you heard it here first, or maybe second or third, but you still heard it here.
1: We try to just tell the facts. Hey, look, we got the... We got the combine coming up. We got free agency coming up. We got the draft coming up. You know, I'm kind of excited to see where it all goes. You know, we could possibly start this season with a really, really, really awesome team with a lot of hope, high expectation. Bye-bye.